Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Mental Wellness Wake-Up Show, a weekly podcast where growth-minded, creative people come to learn best practices from both spirituality and psychology that create lasting well-being. I am your host, mental wellness expert, improvised acting teacher, therapist, and coach, Dawn McMillan. Let's get to it. All behavior is purposeful. (laughs) Hello, you gorgeous person. What I want to talk about today is all behavior is purposeful. I recently rediscovered Alfred Adler. Alfred Adler was a contemporary of Freud's and Jung's. Um, Freud, Jung, and Adler were like the, the three musketeers of psychoanalysis and really propelled the field of psychology out of the field of philosophy. In the intervening time, though, Alfred Adler has been sort of forgotten about. And I recently was reminded of Alfred Adler because of the book, The Courage to be Disliked. Fantastic book. It's a Japanese book, The Courage to be Disliked. Get it, grok it, love it. So all behavior is purposeful. All of it. And you could move from all behavior is purposeful to all behavior is chosen. So what do I mean by behavior? Behavior is both observable and invisible. That means what you actually do the things that I could see if I were recording you on a video camera or inner behavior, which are your thoughts. All behavior is purposeful. All behavior is directed towards a goal. And what is that goal? Okay. If you're still with me with all of that, first of all, thank you for being here in the first place. But second of all, there is this uh, fundamental belief that that goes across many different modes of psychological treatment that says that everything we do is an attempt to get a need met. That's what you can interpret all behavior is purposeful to mean. We have a need and everything that we think or do is in service of getting that need met. I prefer the goal language because I think it can be the case that framing everything as a need can give us a little bit of an alibi or a smoke screen for having a look at the ways in which our unconscious drives, our shadow self, if you will, our less savory ego impulses or id impulses, if you're Freudian, are directing our behavior in a certain way. What do I mean by that? If I say that, if I frame this as all of my behavior is designed to get a need met, well, then I can say, well, aren't all of my needs valid? And don't I have a right to get them met? Sure, but let's talk about what you think a need is. Is admiration one of your needs? Is control one of your needs? Is domination one of your needs? You see where I'm going here. There's a way in which we can frame 
some of our darker impulses, not as desires or goals, but as needs. And then saying all of my behavior is to try to get a need met is technically true and leaves a little bit of wiggle room to free us from the acknowledgement that sometimes we do things for less than upright, savory reasons. Sometimes we do things in opposition to our stated values, and we do things in opposition to our stated goals. That is why I prefer the Adlerian frame of all behavior is goal-directed, is an attempt to meet a goal, because that then gives us the opportunity to say, well, what goal is that behavior in service of? And that also, just in English at least, goal and need have very different feeling tones, very different feeling tones, and therefore can inspire very different forms of thinking and exploring, which can then give us an opportunity to make a more meaningful change in the world according to Dawn. By the way, in the world according to Dawn, it would be really great if you haven't yet, and kisses to those of you who have, like, subscribe, share, review, helps get the word out, and I would love for more of us to be in this little community so that we have more people to talk about, or talk to, (laughs) talk to about growth and love and peace and joy and all the things that we are working towards. Okay. If you accept that all behavior is goal-directed and for the purposes of this podcast, just go with me. Everything you do is in service of achieving something, getting a need met, achieving a goal. Here's where the Adlerian Adlerian philosophy becomes a little bit more challenging and it's in direct opposition to Freud. Freud would tell you that everything that you do is caused by your past. You are the victim of your drives that were created in your past. And that's why you are behaving the way in you are in the present. Adler would say that's etiology. That's how the medical model works. This thing happened and therefore you have this symptom. You have this disease, therefore you have this symptom. Freud would say the disease is your past, therefore the current behavior is the symptom. Adler would say that on the contrary, you have goals and your current behavior is not driven by your past, but by the goals you are attempting to achieve. Obvious objection. Wouldn't the goals that we're attempting to achieve be influenced by our past? Yes. Influenced by, but not controlled by. So if you want to go on this Adler ride with me, all behavior is goal-directed and our behavior in the present is created by the goal we are trying to achieve, the need we are trying to meet, and not by the past 
come with me to part three. Our present mood is influenced by the goal we are trying to achieve, right? So we have the goal. Our current mood is created by the goal we are trying to achieve. And therefore, our current mood filters what and how we remember the past. Our current mood filters what and how we remember of the past. I have a desire, a goal, a need I'm trying to meet. Through that goal, I filter my remembrance of the past. We believe that the past is like a bunch of CDs. Remember CDs? <laughs> Files on a shelf. And when we remember something, we're just taking it down and we're remembering it accurately. <clears throat> excuse me, that is not so. And there is a whole field of neuroscience to support this. The past is imaginal. When we remember something, we're actually recreating it. We're not like picking it up like a video and placing it on some sort of video screen. We are remembering it and recreating it. And every time we remember it, it changes slightly. Traumatic memories tend to change less than other kinds of memories because part of the way that we create a trauma versus a memory in our minds is by solidifying or crystallizing it. We also tend to re retrieve those memories more often. And so they get a slightly different treatment, but nevertheless, it is not an accurate remembrance. For example, currently you are receiving through your senses millions and billions of pieces of information, you are not attending to all of them. There's a lot of research on vision, which is kind of fun. Your peripheral vision is terrible. It's completely blurry. The reason why we don't perceive it as blurry is our brains are filling in the gaps so that it seems so that it perceives it as clear, but it isn't. If you can, if you can just record directly from the visual cortex, your peripheral vision is, is terrible. Your brain's recreating it and filling it in the gaps based on what it saw before and what it's expecting to see. We see what we expect to see. So if we are seeing what we expect to see, we are remembering what we expect to remember. We are filtering our memories through our goals. It's called selective attention. Have you ever bought a car and then you see that car everywhere? Or you're thinking about buying a car, you're like, oh, those new Volkswagens are super cute. And then you start to notice them all on the road. They were there. You just didn't notice them because you weren't attending to them. If you think about your day yesterday, you did, I don't know how many seconds are in a day, but there's a lot of them. You can do the math, get back to me. Do you remember absolutely everything? No. Depending on the question I ask you, you're going you're gonna to sort through everything that happened yesterday for something specific. If I ask you, oh, how was your lunch yesterday? You're filtering through for that. If I ask you how many people were jerks to you yesterday, you're going to filter for that. So in a sense, our future goals are asking questions of our present, and that's how we retrieve the past to determine what behavior we're going to call up in order to achieve the goal. So what could this look like? 
if I'm trying to get my need met for control, why would I want control? Because control gives the illusion of safety. Goal, safety, tool, control. So I am trying to meet my need for safety. I have learned, decided, discovered in my travels that I feel safe when I feel in control. So I'm trying to meet my need for safety by asserting control. So my current mood becomes worry. I worry about something, someone, because I want control in order to feel safe. So I remember all the terrible things that have happened to people. So my partner is 10 minutes late. I want to feel safe. Therefore, I want to feel in control. Therefore, I bring up worry. Therefore, I remember all the times people have been in car accidents. And therefore, I behave with, I was so worried about you. I thought you were dead in a ditch. That is an attempt to control my partner's behavior so that I feel safe. So I thought we could begin to look at our inner and outer behavior through this lens of what the need is, the goal is we are trying to achieve. And then we can think, is this a goal that I want to keep? Is this a need that I want to continue to serve? Or can I create a different set of values or needs or goals in order to create a different filter for the present so that I remember the past and choose different behavior? So I was going to go with uh, either Maslow's hierarchy of needs or Glasser's five basic needs. I thought it would be more fun and interesting for me to do it through the lens of the chakras or the chakras, depending on where you're from, because it all sort of is the same. So what goals slash needs are you being drawn toward that control your current mood, that filter your memories and your past to create the behavior that you choose in order to get the goal? So let's talk about Number one, which corresponds with the root chakra, safety and security. And this one is driven by the emotion of fear. This need, goal, overrides all the other ones. We will sacrifice other needs if we feel unsafe. So the basic, basic, <laughs> basic needs of safety. This drives a lot of us. A lot of us are driven by fear and we're in this fight, flight, freeze mode all of the time in order to try to achieve safety. So if you are trying to achieve safety, the means through which you try to achieve safety may not always be um, the healthiest because we're being driven by fear. The other goal slash need that we are driven by corresponds with the second chakra, the sacral chakra, intimacy. I would call that a connection. We desire connection is driven by the emotion of desire. And depending on where we are in our emotional recovery, that one, that's, that's veto number two. We will sacrifice many things in order to feel 
a sense of belonging to, with other people. I think we can all look around us and look, look at certain subcultures, which kind of don't make any sense. Those many of those people are being controlled by other people through their fear because they watch certain news programs that just keep them in a sense of fear. And in their lack of safety, they reach for belonging and they get their sense of safety through a sense of belonging, chakras one and two. And that's how they are filtering the world. There's an us and there's a them. I need to be afraid of a them. So I'm going to bond with an us. Goal number three, which goes with um, the third chakra, which in uh, some systems is called the navel, solar plexus. This is about efficiency, purpose, power, control. So a lot of times we are wanting a healthy third chakra is about self-efficacy, about the power, the power to do. An unhealthy one is about the power over. So we've got our physical needs being driven by fear, the unhealthy version, right? That's the, the, um, the, oh, what is the language I am looking for? The, the task, the task to reconcile is safety and survival. And the task to reconcile is fear. Second one, the, the desire, the goal is belonging and the task to reconcile is wanting or desire. The third need is the is power is power and the task to reconcile is anger which is a means of control control over so the fourth the fourth chakra is considered the heart chakra and this is about uh the need here is sharing so it's very similar to connection but it's more of a of a equal exchange it's not about connection at any cost it's more about sharing and trust sharing and trust sharing and trust and the task to reconcile is love love healthy love <laughs> so you might be focusing on a need for sharing trust and love moving up it's the throat chakra and this is about communication this, this can be about speaking truth to power, which is one of my favorite uh, uses of meeting this need. But it's also about self-expression, creativity, communication. So the task here, the need here is self-expression, communication. So when we are meeting the need for self-expression, that could either be standing on a street corner playing the violin, or it could be standing on a street corner um, screaming obscenities at other people but either way it's that the need the goal that's pulling you forward is creativity self-expression moving up to the third eye we are talking about the big picture the twenty thousand foot view it's about seeing beyond appearances it's about reading between the lines it's about It's about um, service, imagination. It's one of the things that pulls you forward into seeing other people beyond the surface. 
and the task here is is imagination and surface service focusing on the good and then the final need that we might be trying to meet with our goals through which we filter our past in order to choose our behavior in the present is peace harmony compassion consciousness that connection to the thing greater than ourselves i have a dear friend who is an atheist who is also a physicist and feels very connected to the cosmos you can feel connected to other human beings you can feel connected to nature so when you are being drawn forward by this final need of peace harmony consciousness deep abiding love that which is greater than ourselves that will filter your present mood and will also determine what from what resources from the past that you bring forward to remember to sum up all behavior is goal directed our goals create our mood in the present our mood in the present filters our behavior and what what tools resources and remember rememberies <laughs> rememberies that we bring from the past so if there is something that is occurring in your present that does not serve your conscious goals spend some time in reflection to understand what hidden agreements what hidden agendas what unconscious subconscious goals may be at play is it control safety through control is it a connection through manipulation one example of that might be i'm going to make people need me in order to feel belonging um or is it i don't know um sharing oversharing <laughs> oversharing as a as a goal of of creating trust <clears throat> excuse me so if your behavior is not in alignment with your conscious goals use these seven elements that i just shared with you to understand what hidden goal you may be serving and then we can work on changing that so that you're pulled forward by your conscious goals instead of your unconscious agreements ah that was a lot and this one is going a little bit long so one of my conscious goals is to remind you that who you really are is whole perfect and complete and you are worthy and deserving of so much joy all right you beautiful person until next time i am so honored that you share time with me if you've listened this far then something here was of value to you would you please be a friend of the podcast and share it with at least one other person? The podcast is available on most platforms, including YouTube, and I need your help to get the word out. So please like, subscribe, and share, and a five-star review on iTunes would be mwah, chef's kiss. Thank you so much. See you next time.